edition of the Mindset Game Podcast, and I'm your host, James Roberts. Before we get started with this week's show, first off, let me take this opportunity to welcome back the regular listeners, and if this is your first time listening to the show, I hope you enjoy this episode and decide to subscribe to the show. And on today's show, I've got Matthew White. Matthew is the owner and founder of MW Strength and Performance, which specializes in professional physique development and lifestyle transformation. Uh, Obviously, Matthew and I's path first came about when we were on a course uh, organized by Declan Doyle. Uh, Off the top of my head, it would have been about late last year. Um, It's a topic, what we were going to discuss, Matthew and I, looking at obviously uh, behavior changes and bringing about habits in this episode. Welcome to the show, Matt. Good morning, James. So before we delve into today's episode, Matthew, can you give a a brief uh, overview of what you've done up to date and how you've kind of got into the uh, PT industry? Of course. Um, So with regards to the journey that uh, I've been on myself, um, looked at the... uh, I've come from a a background of um, training myself over the last 10, 12 years since leaving school. And from there, I have studied quite in-depth a lot of psychology and nutrition and the sculpting of physiques whilst working on myself um, throughout that time in order for two years prior to to date um, taking my personal training certification um, within the, um, the, the personal training industry and with that look to um, do some coaching um, from an online point of view, first and foremost, to then move uh, further into the field of uh, going out into the community and setting my own platform up from a personal training facility that I now own, which is private behind closed doors. And uh, we are now eight months into that uh, with um, the 30 plus clients a week that. I work with on the program and more to the point we have seen um, so many successful transformations throughout the last eight months that's uh, allowed the uh, the results for MW Strength and Performance uh, which is the coaching platform and the business that I own and founded from August the 1st 2016 and with that, like I say, we, we've seen um, so many transformational shifts and, the, and the, the platform is just about to to grow and expand further into its marketplace. And uh, with that, like I say, it's, it's helping people transform behaviours, it's helping people transform the physiques and further, furthermore, better the lifestyles from uh, the area that they are in um, at this moment in time, taking them on a journey and being the, the vehicle to take them to, to where they want to be in regards to 12, 16 plus weeks down the line. So Matt, talk to me about the mindset behind 
going online first of all and into merging into going into community where whereas most would look at doing it the opposite way around yes so um i was working first and foremost when i set the coaching platform up uh, i was working in a corporate environment for a bank a well-known bank within the uh within the country and with that i was doing quite long evenings online um setting the platform up uh to 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 work online and working with uh clients behind that and taking them on uh sort of transformational journeys now I then went to work in the corporate environment uh, for fitness and personal training. Uh, and I went to work for a gym, uh, another very well-established gym within the UK. Um, and I was doing that part, part-time to, to turn that into full-time. Now, since the 1st of August 2016, I took myself on a journey and got to a point where we come to just before Christmas of last year, where I looked to um, come out of the corporate environment. As that, uh, I, I felt that that was not serving me um, in many uh, ways, and move into the uh, full-time personal training uh, environment. Now, moving out of the, the sort of corporate environment took some serious amount of soul searching took some serious amounts of personal development which i'm very very big on and install that into a lot of the uh, people i work with on a day-to-day basis and also took um, a serious amount of uh, understanding my true inner self and my inner dialogue to um, take myself through a, a sort of a change and work on myself uh, in order to then build up the courage to move out into the community and serve the the best of the community on a day-to-day basis with my knowledge, install them with motivation, energy, uh, give them the courage to succeed and, uh, like I say, coach exercise and nutrition into these guys to to serve them um, well and and obviously transform the physiques and mindsets as well. Well, you talk about like rediscovering yourself from my obviously moving away from the corporate side, but do you do you think it's uh, some kind of difficult for some individuals to move away from that one uh, that kind of environment because well we so cool. talking about off air with the you know like commitment of the client do you think it's sometimes the uh, personal trainer themselves worried about, worried about the actual unknown of moving from a different environment? I think, James, if I'm brutally honest, um, from a personal development background and a personal development point of view, um, I'm a very, very, very big believer in life in itself, rewarding the courageous people. So we can all, I feel, uh, be in a situation as to where uh, the we don't think that these things are going to serve us. But then again, going into the unknown, 
there's two ways that these things, uh, that the, the things that we don't feel conservers can either go. So we're looking at the fact of the matter of um, could could we come out of the gym environment, move into the community, and that fail, or could we uh, come out of the gym environment, move into the community, gather the courage, uh, gather some momentum, strike while the iron's up and move forward very, very um, aggressively, if you like. Um, when I say aggressive, I mean very, very quickly. So in that respect, adding the value to the, um, to the, to the clients in and around the community, not necessarily, not necessarily meaning that a client would have to go to a gym. If we look at the clients on the platform that MW Strength and Performance offers as a, a private sort of coaching platform in the fitness industry, um, more toward the um, gym environment, the feedback that I get from clients on a day-to-day basis is that the corporate gym environments of today are, uh, can be seen as daunting for the um, male and the female to, to go into the, the environment and be one-to-one personal trained around other people that are in the gym at that time. Um, they can also feel daunted and in- intimidated by working with someone as nine times out of ten the feedback that I've got state that they feel embarrassed sometimes to be in and around that sort of um, area which is of course in the in the sort of corporate gym um, the commercial gyms and the, the health clubs of today because of um, their psychology towards their journey so being able to work on a one-to-one private basis behind closed doors has seen so many um, successful transformational shifts and transformational results for the clients um, as of today and it, it's ever growing. Um, the people that uh, are on board the platform that we offer are um, gathering serious momentum week on week to um, to obviously move forward and get to where they want to be. And like I said, we spoke off air about the commitment to change. So I put a scenario out to you, James, where the fact of a client recently coming to see me and was stating that um, they wasn't too sure about changing and they was going to um, come back and uh, look at doing that at the end of the month. Now, in the scenario we spoke about, we was on the 20th of the month, let's say. Okay, so between the 20th of the month and the 30th, of course, you've got 10 days. So with that, and with regards to clientele um, speaking to you about being ready, or potential clientele speaking to you about being ready to change, and well, then they're going to come back at the end of the month. There's 10 days between the 20th and the 30th, of course. So with that, of course, there are areas for the clients to talk themselves, uh, potential clients to talk themselves into what they're wanting to do in order to change. There are areas for clientele uh, potential clientele to talk themselves out of um, the the journey that they're, they're about to embark on, and there are areas for the client to procrastinate. Now, as we all know, procrastination is the big sort of 
um, let's say, the, the, the killer of everybody's dreams. And if we're looking from a personal development point of view, the procrastination is where we sit still and we don't move forward and we don't progress very, uh, any time soon. So there again, there's 10 days in that um, journey for a client to, um, potential client again, so sit and procrastinate and not really um, achieve anything in that 10 days. So what I install in the very, very early days of clientele um, and working with clientele is to strike while the iron's up and let's get some momentum, let's build some momentum and let's start achieving results very, very early. And when we achieve results very, very early, then we can bounce on with the momentum and the, the courage and the confidence and start installing more and more results. And once we, we, we gather that sort of um, shift, then of course it starts to see um, people develop, grow, and um, more toward um, obviously create the results that, that the, the, let's say, not, not even seen within the last um, six, 12 months onwards and getting them into the best place that they can be. But wouldn't, to a certain extent, uh, you, you talk about people being um, worried of the unknown, but doesn't it come down mm. to other extenu- extenuating circumstances sometimes that uh, people kind of, I won't say use excuses, but kind of say, well, like you were saying as an example, uh, I'll join at the end of the month. I think a lot of the times it's, uh, it's you see in the industry, you do see that kind of argument that, oh, well, it's, it's, not the right, it's not the right time. I don't quite have enough money. But if you kind of delve down, and this is what I, I did speak to Declan Doyle about, Oof, what episode this would have been uh, with time management. He he was saying mm. that if you have that shift from and you actually look at your ex, you know, like outside of yourself and like with personal development, and actually mm. look at what you're actually spending, what time are you spending time on, uh, and you actually mm. write it down and see what are you actually doing with your time, you probably could find. One, A, the money, and B, the actual time to uh, improve your uh, physical appearance, your nutrition, and your mindset. Mm. Not all in one mm. go, but it's kind of, like you were saying, it's an unwillingness to possibly change. But then it comes back to that root cause as to why do you want to change and is it the actual right if if you are not in the right mind frame right now it possibly mm. isn't the right time to change of course um so i think with regards to a, a potential client coming to sit down with you and knowing that they are uh, looking at changing potentially pondering on change um maybe more so procrastinating at this moment in time, fell into, let's say, a rut, um, some old um, habit that has not served them well for one, two, three plus years, 
and they're still sat within that sort of environment at this moment in time, knowing, subconsciously knowing that they're wanting to change, but not being able to do anything about it because they're, they're that bogged down within the, the sort of rut that they're in at the moment. I think the the, the ways to of of changing the, the behaviours of um, uh, a potential person that's come to see you, understanding whether it is actually right for them is through ways of obviously understanding their journey to date. Now, taking myself back into to experience from when I knew that I needed to, needed to change, it come with a, a whole lot of um, sort of indicators, if you like, throughout the uh, throughout my life. So I um, trained since leaving school between. 16 to 20, probably once, once, twice a week, but used to go out with the lads on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, so it was training once or twice a week, but realistically not putting much into practice. And then um, going on, a, this was while working a, a corporate job, um, the, the, the nine to five within the, the banking and finance industry um, that we do, which sees a lot of, ourselves um, throughout that sort of um, regime, routine, uh, structure of our lives, um, do our, our nine to five, uh, have the opportunity to go out with the lads on a, um, a Thursday and a Friday and a Saturday night, um, feel, uh, go to the gym once or twice a week, which is, it, it was one of the things where um, it was a fashionably known to go to the gym, let's say, at the time. Um, and then more more toward just procrastinate for the rest of, of the time. And um, not really having much money, just spending the majority of the wages, just going out and uh, relaxing and, and not really having um, much other than that. Um, so... I think growing up, obviously, understanding my journey, my experiences to um, come throughout my my time and my my life as such, it, it was more towards um, journey from, a, let's say, an adverse background uh, where difficulties are, um, and obviously toughness of growing, growing up, developing and growing through life, through um, family relationship sort of breakdowns understanding where I'm at in in my life from a very very early age to then um, moving out to 16 17 year old to go and live with grandparents um, to really try and and find myself after adverse situations from the the time gone by to then uh, moving abroad at 21 22 year old and lo losing one of the best courses, if you like, within my life, which was obviously a, a grandparent that saw me through um, tough times and coached me through tough times, and then obviously moving away to try and find myself again. Brought the full round procrastination circle, if you like, and with that was not having any money, not um, having very, very little um, motivation for the gym, little energy to 
to really feel about getting into the best place that I wanted to be, both mindfully and physically. Um, and then just there again, coming back from living abroad, hitting rock bottom, and really having to build myself back up. And I knew realistically that the transferable skills that I could uh, build from a gym platform would then um, see me right on different um, areas of the life to, to, to then install them into that and, um, like I say, continually move forward, gather the momentum. And from that sort of journey that it's actually been, James, um, to um, now, I sit down with, a uh, let's say, a client on the first day of them coming to see me and they say, well, we're not particularly ready for change at this moment in time, or I'm wanting to change so much, but realistically I've not got X amount of money to invest into myself, and I've not got the X amount of time to also invest into myself. So what I also do when I do sit down with a client is understand what they're doing within the lifestyle at this moment in time that's going to give them the amount of time um, that they can actually free up to invest into themselves on a week, to eat basis what is it that's obviously um, in regards to finances that they're spending the money on on a, on a week to week basis that's not going to allow them to, to free up the amount of money that they can then invest into themselves because if they're going out Thursday, Friday, Saturday we know full well that that's going to be 50 to 100 pound each evening if they're going uh, out on a sort of average night out as we know these days it's not um, not a cheap time to to kind of leisurely serve yourself and what are, are they going out for meals what is it that the, the kind of the finances sort of indicate to say where they actually are within the finances to invest in themselves i'm a very very big passionate believer that um and i'm very passionate about the fact that realistically the money that you spend in regards to your health is not anything more than an investment to move you forward within your life. If you spend money down at the pub on a Thursday, Friday and Saturday, then that's not serving you uh, in any sort of way, shape or form, other than the fact that um, you're not going to see any sort of return on your investment. However, with regards to the investment you put into your health, fitness, nutrition and your overall lifestyle for the better is going to serve you a lot more um, than what you're going to, of course, see when you're down at the pub chilling with the lads on a on a week-to-week basis or going out for X, Y, and Z meals, spending this, that, and the other that's not really serving you as a human being to better yourself in any respect. But some, some might argue that they, by going out, or call it on the lash, uh, on a weekly basis, is the obviously enjoying life. But what would your mm. argument be to that? Obviously... You you were pointing that you used yourself as the example, as mm, you were definitely. in a kind of lifestyle, and mm. obviously from our our perspective and the people within the industry would say, well, mm. if you're going to the gym one to two times a week, we'll say upwards to possibly three times a week, um, mm. but you're doing that on the side, you're kind of taking one step mm. fo- forward uh, on your journey, mm. but by going out and probably uh, diminishing all the work that you have done in the gym. You're then taking two steps mm. back. So you're never really progressing. And like you're saying, you're kind of 
not really procrastinating as such, but you you're never actually moving forward on the actual goal and getting closer to that goal you actually want to achieve. Mm. So there again, like I say, with regards to um, the the sort of lifestyle transformational journey that um, or life transformational journey, if you like, um, that I come through from previous experience to to date. Um, that was obviously a journey to understand um, my true inner self and obviously get really down into the, the soul of myself to understand where where I was and learnt along the the route of doing that. And with that, um, like I say, there was nothing uh, that kind of served me more than just the experience of life and going through the, the chapter of being able to... to to transform not just my um, physique, but also my nutritional habits, my health habits, and also my um, mindset mainly to understand that realistically going out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, whether or not you've been in the gym um, one, two, three times a week, I understand that there's nothing wrong with going out having some downtime, a very big on progressive downtime, productive ground uh, downtime, uh, rather than sitting back and having the downtime. But there again, downtime is needed for an healthy lifestyle, of course. Okay. Now, there's different ways of being able to have downtime. We have sociable downtime. We can have productive downtime. Sociable being around. Uh, friends and families and getting the healthy balance with that productive downtime being taking yourself away working on something which is um, let's say a project for example and um, being able to still have some downtime with that for example maybe going for a coffee and, and sitting and thinking and opening ideas up to work on the pro- project to further that for you and always progressing I'm very very big on um, looking at always progressing so never sitting still and procrastinating because like i've said earlier on in the um the the feed that we're speaking about today um and earlier on in the podcast that um like i say procrastination is the killer of everybody's dreams ambitions and aspirations so on one hand somebody might come to me and tell me that they're wanting to change for the better and uh, wanting to come alongside myself and um, ourselves be the platform to the, uh, and vehicle to take them to their next destination is where they're wanting to be, which is obviously the best version of themselves. Um, and then we still understand that they might be arguing that they are not wanting to um, change their social time, let's say that be. So that could be going out on a Thursday, Friday, and a Saturday, um, or going out twice or once a week. I think in, in the very, very early days of coaching that into people of looking at, let's say, narrowing down, because you can't go all in and go all out, you can't go all into um, being full, uh, fully fit and, and being fully healthy and also go all out and saying, right, if I've been in the, the pub Thursday, Friday, Saturday, well, I'm not going in the pub ever again. It needs to be to a transitional change. Now that doesn't happen overnight, of, of course, James. Um, the 
transitional change takes a period of time. And with the, the correct tools, with the correct techniques, and with the correct coaching strategies, you're going to implement that into somebody's uh, journey. And with that, give them the full support around the court, 24-7 support, to be there for them and um, assist them through this transitional change, through this transformation, to get them to where they want to be in the, the end of their their journey from where they've come from at the beginning. Like I say, with regards to the the routine and the ruts that they're perhaps coming at the, the beginning of the journey to where they are at the end, if I can uh, look at leaving that sort of um, environment for myself and the client and leave the client in a very, very successful lifestyle transformational sort of um, having the shift of that sort of lifestyle transformation and giving the uh, giving them the the serious sort of tools and techniques to benefit both the psychology and uh, their physical fitness, along with the nutrition and the health, then I've let I've I've served that client correctly and I've left them in a better place than when they first come into the arena as to where they wanted to be. And to me, that's very very passionate coaching. <laughs> But I would agree with you to some extent there. Um, obviously, discussing with Rue Anderson on episode 35, I think it is, off the top of my head, he, we were saying that most people, and I'm not generalizing here, uh, obviously not going to be looking to implement what you've just said and are more likely right. to look at fad dieting and whatnot and kind of going and coming to my point, they are more likely to, you were saying you want to implement things slowly, they are more likely mm. to go to, well, well, we'll use the extreme here, uh, of going from, well, zero to 60, A to, A to Z as quickly as possible. So they'll look to implement, mm. I think, what did he use as an example? Look to go from, well, we'll say basically nothing, to possibly go into five, going to the gym five times a week, yeah, which is not now not sustainable, really. Um, we we have to implement each paramount from day one at Endless Performance. We uh, we I said we myself and obviously the coaching platform implement the um. The sustain the sustainability the the transitional change. So it's a journey. It's not a, a an A to Z or or a, a one to five or a, um, from nothing to everything within five days. You'll see that I've said time and time again uh, to many people that come the first of January, you've got the the people that are ready to um, lose some weight or Develop the physique. They've had plenty over Christmas. They've maybe overended those. They've been out. They've done the the, um, the the duties across Christmas, and now you come into the first of January. And of course, we've bought our, all our brand new training kits. We've bought all our brand new supplements. We've bought all the uh, the, the the food into the fridge. And we're going all in from the 1st of January. But I question sustainability. I also question the transitional change. Because you can't put yourself 
jumped straight uh, straight in the deep and um, um, let's say um, swim. First and foremost, there has to be transitional change. There has to be changes where you truly understand what it is that you wanted. There has to be changes where you truly understand that the decision that you're going to make is right for you. There has to be changes where you put into position the um, elements of what you're wanting to do and move forward with that relentlessly. Now, I like to say, jumping in at the deep end and being courageous on one end of the spectrum I'm a very, very big believer in life rewarding the courageous people. But more to the point, we speak about the people that, let's say, on the 1st of January are willing to jump in the deep end and start to, to, to lose some weight. By the 21st of January, which the London School of Economics states that it takes three solid weeks to, to start to, to change um, an habit and um, the able to start installing new um, new habits into a human being, it would be that sustainability would be key then. And once you, you see results, that's going to start um, bringing the, the overall sort of picture into to a, a human being. And I always sit down with a, a a human being and we visualize the long the long game we visualize the, the the long-term plan of where this certain individual would like to be uh, let's say day 56 12 weeks down the line as to where they are at this moment in time because i think what we see in the industry quite a lot is and what the the people that i speak to on um on, on time gone by is well what sort of diet do you recommend? Shall I do vegan diet? Shall I do this diet? Shall I do that diet? Shall I do this? Shall I do paleo diet? Shall I do this for nutrition? What sort of exercise shall I do? Shall I do interval um, training? Shall I do um, training uh, steady state cardiovascular every day of the week? Shall I just hit the weights? And what's going to shift me the, the, the amount of weight? What's going to sculpt my physique um, in the next two to three weeks? What's going to get me physically fit in the next four four weeks? What's going to do uh, serve me right in the quickest time? It doesn't work like that. And fads don't work. And people have been on the. the uh, this is not to sound uh, uh, sort of generalised, or this is not to to uh, uh, cause any sort of um, bad instincts in any sort of companies but people have been on different sort of fad diets for as long as I can remember and it's never been sustainable because you can lose weight from day one on a paleo diet or a juice plus herbal-like diet and this is my transformation three, 30 days down the line. Well to me after they've done the transformation um, they've then jumped back into old habits because it's not been coached into them for it to become habitual or it's not been coached into them through transformational change or they've not been installed with the amount of sustainability that's going to take them forward and see them win and grow and develop through the lifestyle as well as the, the, um, the their sort of uh, physique development journey. And the lifestyle transformation and physique development journey, they go hand in glove. It's, it's nothing short of that. If we sit and we look at fads, um, saying we can do this diet, this diet, this diet, we do this sort of training, this sort of training, this sort of training. 
um, I can um, give you the, the sort of blunt information that, like I say, uh, a lot of the people that do that, nine times out of ten, fall back into old habits. And that's not to generalise. But there's one point there you did forget about, Matt. It's probably, uh, if you go down that route of, well, we'll say Juice Plus, Herbalife, etc., in most cases, mm. um, there's not that accountability from, be it uh, a, a peer member, um, family member, a coach, to kind of guide you when things are not going quite right, when, like you were saying, they come off it. Mm. And in most cases, mm. yes, you are going to lose weight doing X mm. amount of uh, fad diets because, like you were saying, it's not a habitual change. Uh, you've only implemented, in most cases, um, a nutritional deficit. And obviously, yeah, if you lower the amount of calories that you're intaking, you're going to lose weight. Mm. But like you were saying, if you don't put that in hand in hand and actually change uh, what is actually the root cause, you're not mm. going to actually sustain it long term. And obviously not having mm. accountability to somebody else uh, I won't say not always when it's going wrong, but to kind of be either keep you on the straight and narrow or just that hand, hand to be held when you don't feel mm. your utmost best or you're kind of having a bit of self-doubt. Um, mm. I don't go as far as self-loathing, but you, you're doubting yourself as to, oh, I've put weight back on. Is is it the training? Is it the diet? Uh, what's wrong with me? And you kind of getting that, be it that devil on your shoulder, that negative self talk mm. going through your mind, and it is kind of re-establishing um, what is the actual core values and and whatnot as to okay, you 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 have your you have achieved your goal. Okay, mm. let's reassess that. And in most cases, with those um, kind of programs, yes, mm. they look at, uh, if we use Slimming World as the example, obviously, you know, with the certificates and whatnot, rewarding you mm. for um, our job well done. Well, mm. okay, that's quite, it's quite gimmicky in a way. Okay, it's, it's, mm. it's in a way, probably holding you accountable, but yeah, and I, I think once you come off it, where's that support? Yeah. Well, with regards to the support and through transformational change, it's absolutely paramount that the support uh, structure is in place from day one. Okay, so each and every person I work with are supported. 24-7 around the clock from myself. Um, they are worked alongside to, um, like I say, iron out any of this sort of um, self-doubt within the early days, any of this sort of procrastination within the early days, any uh, of this sort of negative sort of self-talk, um, belief, uh, that they not be able to achieve the, um, the possibilities of getting to, into the best version of themselves. Now, with that, of course, 
Um, accountability is why I sit here eight um, to 12 months down the line as to being accountable to each and every individual and taking them on that journey. They, they, they become accountable to me from day one. We sit down and uh, document the journey each time. Um, every every coaching session will uh, the look at bringing um, journals to myself to to be accountable to the nutrition, to be accountable to the exercise experience throughout the week. And with that, it then starts to understand that they are accountable to me for the actions that they're taking in order to install the sort of um, tools and techniques that they can take away um, and of course um, like I say the uh, the accountability that they they have to myself start to see them grow and like I say they start to diminish and lose the sort of uh, doubts in the mind that they're never going to get to where they're going to get to um, they start to, to diminish and lose the sort of negative self-belief um, that they the feel that they, they were never going to get out of the the environment, the roots, and the bad habits and routines that they they formed, and they also start to um, develop more courage, more confidence, more momentum, and the the successful sort of results start to grow and grow and grow. And then, like I say, the self talk of the individual starts to positively talk themselves into an environment where they believe um, there again the, uh, the self-belief starts to, to, to take a, a, a positive turn and we, we get rid of the, the, the self sort of doubting of doubting themselves as to where they, they, they feel that they're, they're, they're obviously never going to get out of the situation and then we start to install sustainability and also um, given the uh, the sort of education that they need in and around regards to the training and um, how things go with regards to the psychology of, uh, and the mindset and how the mindset performs and also with regards to the nutrition uh, they, they get the education of that of course and it, it goes full circle Jim so there again like I say that the platform that, that uh, is set up is to to install the the best tools and techniques that's going to see an individual grow develop and uh, enhance their performance through life but you talk about self-talk there but if we look on it from uh, like obviously people having that doubt and probably negative way of thinking there is another way of looking at things it's it's probably analyzing that perspective and kind of putting things into context and actually challenging mm. the way that you're thinking if you are thinking in that negative frame of mind is, is of kind of, it's probably challenging that way of thinking and saying well if you look at it okay you you say it's at the back of your mind uh, I can't do this I won't be able to do this uh, I can't implement something till the end of the month but if you actually delve down and actually look and challenge that and say is it truly do is it truly that way do I actually believe that to be the case um mm. am i uh, actually that way inclined 
and and that's probably you don't have to probably go as far as positive talk. It's probably coming back to actually um, underlying and looking at the issue as to uh, why you're thinking like that. Is it really true? And kind of going from there. I'll ask you a question though, James. Where do you think the um, the self doubt, the um, negative self belief, and the negative self talk comes from? Um, it could be what, uh, one example is could be how you're brought up. That's how your family, so to speak, operates. They're always worried. And I'll use that as an example and say my family always sometimes look at the negative side. Not to say it's going far as negative, but as in what could actually go wrong if you did something like did actually mm. trying to implement things as opposed to uh, sometimes looking at the positive. It's probably, it probably comes back to that root cause. Uh, I think I probably as everybody can attest to in adult life, we're always looking at the worst case scenario as opposed to probably more positive. I think if we maybe looked at life from the perspective of when we were in our childhood and uh, kind of just get on, well, I won't say just get on with things because that's that's look, probably open a whole kind of world because you're going to, in some cases, some people are going to do some stupid things. But if you looked at the kind of put that into a little bit of context and looked at how child, ch- sorry, children look at uh, their scenarios and their life as a whole, mm. I think you, you weren't afraid to try new things. Uh, you don't look at what the consequences of your actions might be. Whereas as an adult, you think, well, if I do this, this might be the outcome, be it good or bad. Whereas you will probably sometimes overanalyzing things. Mm. And I think with regards to, you mentioned about it coming from the upbringing and the family life um, that you was transitioned through being brought up. Now, that's roundabout as to where I would say the self-doubt, self-belief, negative self-talk can stem from, of course, subconsciously things stick in your mindset for a, a number of years. could be just something that's been said to you um, whilst you were a child um, from either a family member or friend or school teacher maybe or somebody that's had a power of influence on you at that time to then um, install that at a later date and, and see that come back and appear back in your mind because subconsciously a lot of things that store in your mindset for a long time. Now they then come to the forefront of your um, of your mind when you look at bettering yourself because um, if I'm honest, James, the culture that we live in in today's society is a very very negative culture. So. Anybody that's looking to better themselves, anybody that's looking to either better the physique, better a business, better something that they're wanting to do in life, that they've got goals, aspirations, dreams, and um, uh, let's say targets to 
to achieve um, if they've got a, a very, very growth mindset rather than this sort of small fixed mindset, which um, a lot of people tend to, to have on in this day and age. But there again, that's not to generalise. What I would say there again is that self-doubt, self-belief, negative self-talk can be installed from your support network um, subconsciously. Uh, people in and around your environment in today's society, people in and around your environment always had a power of influence on you from previous times gone by. Um, could all uh, things niggle away at you in your, your mind uh, subconsciously that's going to see you um, uh, talk yourself out of the things in the early days, of course. Um, see you not really believe in yourself for certain reasons and have this sort of uh, self-doubt journey that you go on to see you're not really and feel like you can achieve this. So that's where then the investing to myself who um, starts to allow these um, guys that are wanting to invest in, into myself and that uh, are deeming for change, we we strike while the iron's on and we gather momentum from day one. Okay, it's absolutely paramount that we do that because then the, the guys become accountable to myself and then from there, I work 24-7 around the clock um, to, to support them, give them the, the best tools and techniques that they can then implement into their lifestyles and also implement into um, the, the training journey and get them into the best shape, best mindset, best physique and the healthiest that they've ever been um, to, to give them the, the best sort of way that they can move forward with their their sort of lifestyle rather than see people that obviously they're going to get people that that um, install words into the mind that's obviously self-doubting them they're going to get people that's installing words into the mind that, that that's obviously having an effect on the self-belief they're going to get words and actions that have been installed into the mind be previous present or um like i say at this moment in time um take away their sort of self-talkers um so that they'll, they'll obviously talk themselves out of what they're wanting to achieve and there again falling back into old habits and sitting in a rut and procrastinating is obviously killing their dreams ambitions aspirations to move forward um, and like i say the reason as to why um, we look for a sustainability. The reason as to why we look for accountability and work for them to, to be with myself and install that sort of sustainable ways of doing things um, going forward is that, like I say, transformational change will not be effective without it. But would you not think it comes down to this probably root cause and underlying issue that society and we could say the media at large is somewhat mm. to blame with this, this kind of mentality yes. of um, jealousy, um, self-loathing of, uh, of success, as, to, uh, as opposed to um, uh, looking at the positive side to um, wanting to strive to get into where people are as a success or the, you could probably even say, you know, like the so-called, you know, like the reality 
reality television making people famous for doing well basically nothing really and they get fame because of that so people i think people look at that and say well oh they re- well if you looked at the grand scheme of things you were not really successful you've been on television but you've not actually brought value to anybody's life so to speak uh, you might might have uh, livened up my day for I don't know half an hour now because you've done something stupid or it's it's quite light light hearted entertainment but you've not actually uh, helped somebody's life um, be it from helping them better themselves uh, or whatnot whereas like you were saying people are very much too quick to judge. Um, because they don't quite have what somebody else does, as opposed to, in most cases, you probably should have a, a different kind of mindset and look to, okay, this person is, so to speak, on top of the mountain. How do I not copy, because you, you can never replicate success, but how could I get to those upper echelons as opposed to looking, well, I resent the fact that that person is there because it's not me. So to mm. speak. Well, I see in the, the sort of society that we live in and the, the culture that we have here in the UK, there's a lot of, let's say, influence from outer um areas so one being the television obviously that has a a big influence on the vast majority of the population due to the fact that they they tune into the television from getting up to going to sleep um the television has been on at least once in a day so of course with that uh the television is is something that's going to be formed as part of their circle of influence um and i think like I say, you look at the reality TV uh, of today and the uh, people in and around the reality TV that, that there, therefore becomes another part of the, the influence to, to people as everybody's aspiring to get like, let's say, um, Kim Kardashian, for example, or somebody's looking to aspire to get to somebody... Um, on another reality TV show, Joey Essex, for example. Now, what we we look to do in regards to the the sort of circle of influence, in the the fact of the matter is that, therefore, I think that's what is one of the the prime movers, if you like, in why people want to change. Um, Because there again, we've got another circle of influence, if you think about it, within social media, um, through... Uh, our Instagram portfolios and uh, our Facebook and social media um, sort of areas where people start to to, to look up to others as uh, influential people that are, are wanting to, to kind of put themselves out there um, and they get followers and followers look up to them for, let's say, their physique for, for one or their lifestyle for another. 
But then that's that's a whole different kind of worms there, Matt, because with kind of with the reality TV on one hand is mm. not as I won't say as negative on somebody's mindset that Instagram could be because uh well maybe not maybe not you could probably put them on par to some extent because uh, television programs like that are very much edited to mm-hmm. for the entertainment purposes and 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 in most cases if you look at um people that've got a big follow a uh, big following sorry on Instagram mm-hmm. they sometimes portray only the things that they want you to see whereas as people know mm-hmm. and people listening that is not reality uh that is not day-to-day life because not everything is perfect uh and I, I i wouldn't even go as far as to say that you want to strive for perfection because um one that is probably unattainable uh it's unachievable and if you're always looking to strive to that you're never going to get there because what is true what is truly perfection if I answer that, ask you that question, Matt, what is perfection? It, pro- it probably doesn't really exist. Now, p- perfection, of course, like you mentioned earlier, James, is um, something that you, a lot of people find difficult to attain, of course. And with that, that would be to the point that um, people are always in the culture and the environment that we we live in today, people do look to to strive towards the the perfect physique. They look to strive towards the perfect life. Of course, they do. And um, the the people who are the go getters out there that are looking to do that, of course, well, they're they're the the sort of um, people that um, are wanting to to better themselves, wanting to change. And I, I think in that respect. Striving towards where where you perfectly um, feel that you are with uh, the, the, sorry where you, you feel that you are at your best is is a good way of doing things to to strive towards that and always be working towards um, achieving a, a better and more progressive um, part of yourself than to to kind of um, like I say sit back and and just see the 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 people pass you by that are, are doing well on reality TV or the people that pass you by that are doing well on uh, social media. I think there again, like I say, some sometimes it can uh, install jealousy into people, and sometimes it can be used as a, a sort of motivation tool to get people to 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 act. So there's there's two ends of the spectrum, if I'm honest, James, in regards to 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 striving towards um, getting to uh, to to perfection. Of course, some of, of the people are going to try to get there and then fall short and feel as though uh, start to, to to install these these sort of negative toxins into the mindset, which is of course jealousy being one. And then the other end of the, the spectrum is somebody's always going to follow the the circle of influence that they have. So that could be somebody, of course, coming off of te- television that influences them to. Um, to do what they want to do on a day-to-day basis that influences them to um, 
acts and exercise and, and get into to, to where they want to be in the, the best shape of their life because they've seen somebody on Instagram that do, does that. It all comes round, I think, full circle. And like I say, with that, it, uh, to evaluate that, uh, James, I think it's it's more to the point of the circle of influence as to, to, uh, to what we spoke about earlier about the, the sort of support network and, and bringing that in with uh, people's um, sort of self-worth, um, their, their self-talk, their self-belief um, and also the, the self-doubt. There's, there's a lot of different entities in there, but realistically, they all come together as being part of somebody's circle of influence and support network to, to kind of um, minimise these negative toxins, if you like, um, of all this negative energy that's serving people on a day-to-day basis where they are starting to talk themselves out of a situation. They are starting to talk themselves out of trying to achieve the best that they could be. They are starting to, to, to not um, believe in themselves and, and have that negative self-belief and that's like I say on the lifestyle sort of transformational journey that I work with people and coach into people we, what we look to do is like I say from the off we strike while the irons are and we install these um, little coaching tools and techniques to, to, to get the best out of people on a day-to-day basis with the support as well that follows up and gives them um, the, the best support that they, they can have to get them to where they want to be. And like I say, uh, with regards to to, to all the, the, the circle of influence, we have to try and coach through that and, and, and kind of, it's called a process of chopping off the, the, the dead wood so that the, the people that have, uh, are influencing people to negatively act, we have to look at kind of stepping them aside and, there's, there's something that I've done in previous times gone by and that's understood people's comments and feedback for what I'm doing on my journey but um, making them aware that that bears no relevance on what, where I'm going to go. So they might have a comment or they might want to to um, share some feedback on what I'm doing on my journey and I'll take that on board and, and I'll tell them that I'll take that on board but then I make them aware that it bears no relevance on what I'm wanting to, to do in order to achieve the goal that I've set out to do. So there again, um, like I say, it, it becomes a, a sort of ways and means of becoming full circle in regards to the, um, their sort of um, circle of influence, our accountability to, to being on the programme and, and achieving the best that it can do, the sustainable um, tools and techniques that we install into the client from day one and the coaching that, that comes alongside it to, to benefit them to get them to where they want to be. You, you raise a good point there, Matt, with uh, cutting the dead wood. That's a very uh, poignant one. Gary Vee's a big proponent of, obviously, cutting off uh, the... Well, you could say, like you were saying, the, um, your circle of, obviously, engagement and whatnot and uh, close friends, family, etc., uh, like you're saying, it's, it's dead wood. It's, it's cutting off that person that's, to some extent, sucking the life out of you, and and and, well, some some cases bringing you down. Uh, like you're saying, bringing up with with comments. Uh, you know, like the people that troll social media and have nothing better to uh, negatively 
be it whatever it could be, it could be um, uh, jokingly put knock something down or whatnot. I was like, well, it's looking at that information probably in context to some some degree uh, and not going off the rails. Um, what would be another analogy? Uh, steaming at the ears because you've got yeah. frustrated up because somebody's put uh, probably sometimes this outlandish statement and thinking, why have you done that? Why have you commented? Um, I think if I use my personal experience, I had one somebody comment uh what was it what did they say um it was kind of you you couldn't it was very difficult how they worded the the statement uh was it having to go at me was it having to go at somebody that was supporting uh what i'd posted and had gone through uh that challenge you're thinking if you've got well I, i'm not I'm not saying all negative comments are not founded because, like you were saying it, it's in, in most cases it is positive criticism that's one way of improving if you, you, is is to take what somebody has to say on board that's their opinion uh but then on the flip side, if it's not constructive and it's kind of I don't know having to go at your characters to some degree is quite difficult at times to take because it's like well yes you are supposed to respond to that but when it's so I won't say vicious but malicious to some extent you can't really um, answer to it because it's probably a difficult one because if you did answer it, you're only antagonizing the beast in some cases. But when if we come back and look at it from a positive perspective on what you were saying with the, the criticism, uh, which is, I'd say, it's not really criticism, it's it's somebody giving their input so that you can better yourself. Uh, I think mm. that's one point we didn't raise earlier when you were saying we are in a society that doesn't like uh, people doing well. That's probably another spectrum. People aren't very good at listening when you've got something to probably for them to actually help themselves. I'm, I'm not generalizing, but but in most cases... I think we've come to the um, probably fork in the road. I don't know, saying think the last the decade or so. I think that um, obviously in in and around the society that we live in, a lot of um, the people in there, there again, this is not to generalise, but are um, a lot more selfish before be, becoming selfless. And that is, uh, in in that sort of spectrum, uh, that there, there is um, an availability, and it's good that people should become selfish for um, certain reasons. But um, 
obviously on the other end of the spectrum, you, you look at people that are, are obviously selfless, where um, they they are, are like to give to a lot of people and uh, assist them to to get to where they want to be. So selfless and selfish. Uh, you get some people, of course, that are, are very very selfish, but you get people that we um, that we work with that we install to be a little bit selfish to um in order for them to to get to where they want to be and obviously as we're all on his own journeys in this life a lot of people tend to be selfish and um we see others that are selfless so there again i think wrapping up what you'd said in that respect is that um obviously critique is something that comes into the the society that we're living to uh today and um i've sent this to somebody the other day that um people like to see you do well but they um they don't sub uh sorry they uh subconsciously don't like to see you do better than what they're doing do you see where i'm coming from yeah exactly so I think that's a, another sort of way of looking at, like I say, how the society is that we we live in today. And, and they, these are all influential sort of, also, they, these are all part of a human being circle of influence that um, kind of, as an effect, um, both on their... Um, sort of journey of change and also has effect on themselves as a human being. Um, Matt, last question mm-hmm. before we uh, wrap up the show. If you what? had to summarise this episode into one sentence, what would that be? Mm. The show that uh, we've been on today has been very, very effective. I think the um, tools and techniques that we have spoken about from coaching and uh, transformational change, um, behavioral changes, and the ways that the society and um, the lifestyles of people are living today, um, there again has been... um, talked about on this show and like i say james the, the the work that you're doing in the industry i'm very very uh very uh sort of influenced by it's, it's great to see how, how effective that the uh the, the shows that you're, you're doing are are running so keep up the good work mate thanks for the uh, i can't speak there thanks for the appreciation matt and once again thanks for coming on the show Great. Thank you. It's been uh, great to to speak with you, James, and uh, keep up the good work. Likewise. And before I forget, I would really appreciate it if you would be so kind as to leave a short review, as it helps to get the podcast more notoriety, and it will be more visible in future to others, and thus helping more people, which my guests and I are all about. Once again, thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time for another episode of the Mindset Game Podcast.